When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, this is Evan Becker, and you listen to Schmidt Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, weighing in at a fit 165, born at the Hollywood Community Hospital, raised in the Valley of Sherman Oaks. He was once featured in a single issue of Concussion Magazine with over 20 different photos of a crail slide. Please welcome to the show, it's Anthony Douglas Farmer. What's up, Tony? (laughs) I actually only had 19 grails. One of them was Royce. What the fuck? Actually, of the 20 grails, the best one was Royce's. <laughs> and he'll remind me of that to the end. I just skated a Berkeley vert ramp with Royce about two weeks ago. First time I'd seen him in a, a long time. He's still my favorite skateboarder. Right? <laughs> Period. All right, we're going to start out with some sports. Yeah, let's do that. Ron Say or Steve Garvey? Steve Garvey. Yeah? Popeye Arms. Who's your favorite Dodger of all time? Steve Garvey. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right. I nailed it. Number six. Have you ever been to a World Series game? Nev- never. No. Damn. I've watched a lot of them. Did you, were you tempted last year? <clears throat> if it had timed out right, yeah, I'd, I'd have done it. I, I was coming out here, and but I, I already had a trip planned, but it was like maybe, what, the week after or something, so it wasn't feasible. But um, Yeah. I'm going to any sporting event nowadays is just cost prohibitive, you know. It's, yeah. It's fucked. Yeah. So, but then again, I'm, I'm prone to moments of. But the, the, these are the days. These are the ones my grandpa used to tell me about. Like I've been a Giants fan my entire life. Blah blah blah. And then, I get to see him in the World Series three times in like five years. And my grandpa spent seventy years never. Yeah. So it's like okay, three hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'm with you with that. I mean, I went mental with the Packers for a, a few years there, and and spent outrageous amounts of money to go to games, and was went to playoff games. And oh yeah, sick. Froze to death at, at Lambeau. Lambeau. Yeah. Oh man, that yeah. must be gnarly. That was the best. <laughs> Other than uh, well, I lost in the cold. It was the coldest I've ever been in my life at that ice bowl game with against the Giants. Mm-hmm. It's fucking awful. Cheeseheads, dudes with their shirts off. How did you become a Packers fan living in L.A.? Oh, I just thought they looked cool when I was a little kid. You know, I just thought the color combo was, was – but I was a Rams fan. I, in fact, we just did this family slideshow, and there was all kinds of old photos of me wearing Rams gear. And then um, – but they were kind of my pet team, you know. They, they stunk in the 70s and 80s. They were fucking awful. So the I was always like – you know, my dad was always kind of like rooting for the underdog, whoever. He didn't give a shit. He had no loyalties to anybody. And so – and then the Rams moved to Anaheim. That was the first step, and I did, that didn't bother me that much because I didn't understand Orange County, and yet. But my dad uh, was ah, the fucking Ana- what he, the Anaheim rats. He, <laughs> so he 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 swore them off then. And then, but when they moved to St. Louis, I was like, you know, fuck them then. I mean, that's what did it. Yeah. And at that point, then I went all in with the pack, and it was just good timing, because you know, the next year or so, we got Farve. Favre and <laughs> off to the races. You know? <laughs> But it's been fun. It was, that run was fun because I was living here when we were beating the Niners every year. That was fun. I remember that. Yeah. 
Um, I got I got put on the ground on 48th Avenue. I came out after that first playoff victory, you know, in my gear, my arms in the air, and these fuckers across the street. For, uh, um, what was that market? Your market, maybe? It was uh, on, f- on 48th at, at Judah. They came over and just picked me up and put me on the ground. <laughs> so I, I learned to shut the fuck up. Or not, not really, but for a minute. <laughs> what about the Giants game where it was wig day? Yeah, it was, it was orange wig day. <laughs> you had good tickets, and then I went with Zeke, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. fucking hell, yeah. I remember I was working that day, and I knew it was orange wig day, and, and I went into some wig shop down in the Excelsior. And I found that electric blue fucking David Bowie wig. Oh, and I was man. so pumped on it. I couldn't wait to run in to find you and show up wearing that thing. And then I'd have been fine in your seats, but we ended up, you know, out on the, what do they call that? The standing room zone. Yeah. And they, I was just covered in spit. Because <laughs> I was wearing one of those coach jackets, you know? Yeah. And so it was just like wearing a rain slicker. I was just getting fucked with it the whole time. Finally, someone grabbed it off my head and they all played keep away for a while. And then whoosh, over the wall it went. I remember looking over the wall and it went down. It landed on the sidewalk, and there was a dude walking by. And he didn't—he didn't even look up. He didn't look where it came from. He just—he just picked it up and just tossed it in McCovey Cove. And that was that. <laughs> and the Giants fucking murdered us th- that night, if I recall correctly. Hey, uh, so you grew up in uh, Sherman Oaks? Yeah, the Valley. Until what age? Until uh, till eighteen. Until I went to—I went away to college. I went to San Diego State. And then when did you move to San Francisco? 95. 95. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then how long were you here? To 06. 06. And then New York? Yeah, I've been there since. Um, With a little stint in Pacifica. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Forgettable stint what do you What do you miss most about Pacifica? About Pacifica? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do I miss most about fucking Pacifica? nothing are the waves better there than rockaway the wave sucks it's the worst fucking wave. <laughs> it is useless it really is um in the I, I, i'll say this i think for the record I, in the entire time that i actually lived here i don't think i surfed there once when oh. i lived here for those 11 12 years whatever i never went there because it's fucking useless right that's maybe an exaggeration but maybe i wrote it twice or something but um no pacific you know i really wanted to like it it seemed like a good idea at the fucking time but yeah, it didn't go well, but mm. so be it. All right, true or false, you dated Cameron Diaz in fifth grade? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, false. I met, uh, I met Cameron at my 18th birthday party, so. She lived in the same city as you? No, she she lived in Long Beach. She grew up in Long Beach, and but her best friend growing up had moved to the Valley the year before and was going to my high school and was dating a buddy of mine when I turned 18. I convinced my parents to leave town so we could throw a, a house party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there'll just be like 50 people. It was fucking mad. And she came to the party. Yeah, I remember I remember the first time I ever saw her. She came in the back door, and I was standing out. I was like, who the fuck is that? Uh, you know, she was younger, but she didn't look that much younger. <laughs> <laughs> she was really, really, really sweet girl. She was, we, uh, so, we, yeah, we hung out for a bit. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about her. That rules. And then when you came to San Francisco, what were some of the things like Edinburgh Castle has got like kind of a special place for you? What's the what's the connection there? Like every time you come, you're pretty much like first day. Meet me at the castle for fish and chips. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just an Anglophile twat, I guess. And um, I just have this 
affinity for Guinness and fish and chips and everything English and Scottish. I don't know. It was just a neat fucking place. Yeah. It's got good room spaces. Yeah, it had a great jukebox. It had that old phone booth in the back. With the, and, um, Is it and then the, and the ups- Yeah, Drohobos. <laughs> I meant to take a picture of it last night. I forgot. Yeah, that's uncanny, right? It, Dude, it, it's insane. Uh, um, but then they had that upstairs room, too, and I saw some really some good gigs there. I saw some plays there. Yeah. I fucking love the joint. And just whenever I went there, fun things happened, so it just kind of became my spot. And I was thinking about it. I mean, that, hot, that, that New Year's 13 years ago was – because it was so – Last minute, you know, like I was, so what are we gonna do? Right. Like, oh, fuck it, man. Let's go to Edinburgh Castle. And it was, it was as if every single person I knew in the city didn't have plans and just went, okay, fuck it, we'll go there. Yeah. And I remember standing on that little riser when it, where it goes up towards the pool table and looking out at the whole sea, and the place was just fucking packed. And thinking, I know every fucking person in here. This is fucking magic. Right? Yeah, that, that, that was, was magic. So that, like demo, everybody was in town for some reason. Yeah, the twins were in town. Yeah. I mean, when I look at the photos every once in a while, I'm just I'm blown away by all the people that were there. That's like the um, New Year's that you want every year, but you know you're not going to get no. it, so you just stay in. And they, and they only happen when they're like, when they're unplanned. Like if you try and plan that, it's never going to go off yeah, like that. And for then, sure. Jesus Christ. And we all ended up back at HQ and randomly just before that halloween ginch found a wallet in a in the back of a cab he hopped into a cab and there was a wallet there <clears throat> and ginch being you know savvy he figured out how to get find this person uh-huh. and it turned out it was this bartender from edinburgh castle so he somehow got the wallet to her and told her oh hey i'm buddies with this cat tony that always hangs out and she you know flipped out that we were pals and I'm like, yeah, I think we're going to come for... Small she's world. like, you guys are drinking for free. All night. We, that night, I didn't pay for a drink. That, not uh, only was it the best Halloween, yeah. uh, uh, New Year's with all my friends, but I didn't pay for a drink all night long. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was good. Fuck, I lost track of her, man. Fuck. My memory. How's your memory doing? R- really bad. <laughs> yeah. Ask my girlfriend. <laughs> Fuck. It's, Remember uh, that thing I was talking to you about a couple minutes ago? No. no. <laughs> I used to trip out when I was a kid because I would ask my dad, you know, when you're in, say, you're in junior high and there's something important happening to you and you talk to your dad, do you, do you, how did you deal with this at that age? And he's like, I don't remember. Th- that generation wasn't, um, they didn't have all these electronics. Like now you can gadget it. Oh, uh, Google, like, oh, yeah, this is. I was on the trife. It was a May seventh, two thousand two. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was on. I was at Sway and fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I made it onto later. Yeah. Fucking, I'm doing it. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, how'd you meet the ox and stuff? Yeah, he's my he's my other favorite skateboarder. But the thing was, see, I had this relationship with SF before I moved here. I knew Royce. I met Royce in the late '80s because there was this little Mill Valley contingent that. When I was going to school at San Diego State, yeah. and um, this one cat from Mill Valley, or he's probably from Novato, I guess, Eric White, was, was actually going to San Diego State. And then his buddy, Matt Neely, was, I think, going to community college down there. And then Royce was, I think he was living in L.A. and working for Caltrans. Oh. <laughs> but he would be down skating with us all the time. And uh, So when the fire pools happened... Uh, I came. I made a couple trips up and rode the fire pools in in Oakland, and 
I may have, I think Gox and I actually crossed paths then, but I don't remember it. But that's when I, um, you know, first met Ruben and first met Curtis and all that. And so, like, when I moved here in 95, you know, I immediately reconnected with Royce and Neely. And, and then that, they, then I really got to know Curtis and Ruben, and that was right when, um, I might have been that year, was that the year that, the oxes the spread oh. came out in 95 maybe with the in stand Japan? no 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 in, in thrasher man he had a fucking spread he's standing there at, at palo alto oh at greer at greer yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. It, okay yeah. okay and i think i want to say <laughs> four-wheel drifter slide yeah definitely. <laughs> like, did curtis write it maybe or did rube write it one of them wrote it right one of those two dubbed him the ox if i recall correctly I feel like it was Curtis, but I, I'm, I'm not it was one positive. Of the, yeah, it was one or the other anyway. So it, that had just come out, and and there was some night. We actually, no, we went to the Purple Onion. I think I met him at the Purple Onion. At a punk at, show? Yeah, his band played, and, oh, and we was. went, and, you know, we went with Rube, and, and yeah, it was just, and it was just on right from the, I mean, he's the nicest cat in the world, right? And then. And the most aggro dude, uh, like, not only skating, but playing drums. Yeah, drumming. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. You meet him at, like, your friend's mom's birthday or something and he's like real sweet pete yeah and then you get him in the pool and you're like whoa he's grunting and going backwards to 50 50 doing a backside <laughs> boneless on a hip with no trans training yeah eggplant uh, anywhere eggplant on a parking block <laughs> yeah. uh, that's my that's my line mm -hmm. oh the dude can do an eggplant on a parking block um i actually had a meltdown at clem's the other night because of him can i tangent onto this yeah, so do it. i uh i had a big day the other day and because um, that actually, as far as we can go all the way back to the sports, if you want to, because I've now become like a soccer freak. And mm. I'm, I'm, uh, who's your team, Liverpool? Yeah. But that's all happened in New York and it's, you know, grown through the years. But, you know, this year and not, and now also my son Francis is mental for soccer, especially since the World Cup and all that. So, like, mm. we're, we're both kind of lost it. So now, I'm, and I used to do this years ago, but I'm doing it like now all the time now, like getting up and going to the pub at seven in the morning to watch, you know. So, you know, Good you watch the first match and then the next match and the next, next thing you know, okay, it's three o'clock. I've been at the pub since seven and, and all right, well now, now I'll go over to Clem's and actually Teresa was working and I'd had so much Guinness already. I was like, I need something more refreshing. So, you know, gin. <laughs> So, Teresa works at Clems. Yeah, Teresa's working at Clems now. So that was at three, and then she got off at nine. I was still there, and things get blurry around that point. But she was off because I know that Sarah had taken over bartending. Um, and I don't remember how the conversation started, but there's these two, you know, just regular old men sitting at the bar that I didn't know. And But someone told them, oddly enough, that, oh, yeah, this guy lived in Pacifica. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fun and, fact. Yeah. <laughs> and this cat goes, hey, man, did you used to live in Pacifica? I said, I, yes, I did, actually. And then, um, and I don't, again, it's blurry, but he, the other cat leaned in and goes, I, so do you skate? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know Pete Colpitz? No way. <laughs> and I had a gin and tonic glass, like a short glass in my hand, and I just turned, I didn't even answer him. I just turned and spiked the, the glass into the ground as hard as I could. <laughs> <laughs> fucking explosion and the whole, everyone just went, what the fuck? And, you know, me being the dickhead I am, I'm like, what? This is my stun. I do this all the time. Or I used to, you know. Yeah. 
like, don't worry, I got it. You know, I went and got the fucking broom and the thing and cleaned it up. And I don't remember even saying anything else to those guys. I mean, I mean, I know that I did, but I don't remember it. Anyway, it was. I think uh, there's a better chance that he knew you were friends with Pete than that you lived in Pacifica. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the look on those dudes' face were like that. And the, the bartender, she hadn't seen me pull that stunt before. She thought, you know, I was pissed off or something. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, that was a, just a, a joyous exclamation. That was like, a touchdown celebration. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are you talking about? So, yeah, the next day I remember I texted Pete, like, ah, your buddies. I met a couple of your buddies. I, I, or a couple of your buddies met a very drunk me last night. And he, went, and he just wrote back and said, yeah, I heard. <laughs> Wow. Oh, because yeah, so the dude—he's just one of his PG&E coworkers, just random coworker. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> just that was at great. Clems. Just hanging at Clems. <laughs> Some dude that knows the Ox. Like, and I'm going. This I didn't get to the get bottom smaller. of it. I don't know. Like, maybe even Ox told him to go there. I, uh, probably not, because I don't think I don't think Ox has ever. Yeah. He probably hasn't left left the peninsula in 15 years or something. But anyway, back to you know. I mean, I met him. We just uh, we just hit it off real quick and you know both because of music too i mean that sort of you know we had the skating thing and but then also the being into rock and roll and whatnot um and also our our wives they were good friends yeah uh lisa and, and stacy were really tight in fact i i'm guessing they still are i remember that uh era mm-hmm. matt uh how and mm-hmm. he was dating Dulcinea. Dulce. yeah yeah it was just like everybody it was like the click yeah, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, we had, and then <laughs> nothing lasts forever, as they say. Yeah, it's a good echo in the Bunnyman song. <laughs> you and Salba side by side, who can do more push ups? Oh, him for sure, man. Oh, I'm, he's, although I will say his form is fucking, I mean, he's not really doing push ups, he's like basically doing the worm. I don't know, he's, I think he's probably hurting himself the way his back is. He's like, uh, his. He needs a personal trainer. Uh, he's, <laughs> it's like a joke. What year uh, did you meet him? I met Salva in 87. Oh, here I graduated. Yeah. You know, the thing was, when I was a, a real little kid, you know, I, my home skate park was Skater Cross in the Valley in uh-huh. Reseda. You know, the one that Pont, John and Ponch and Chips ride with the Snake Run. And oh, the old, yeah. Old A&W. Like, <laughs> yes. that, that was my park. Whoa. But then my, my dad was also a sailor, so he and he would – he would go to Marina Del Rey all the time, and he would just drop me at Del Rey and go sailing, and then come back and pick me up. So uh-huh. those were the parks that I went to when I was a, when I was really little, like nine years old. But they would never take me to Upland because they're like, "We're not going to fucking Upland." <laughs> you know, it's, there was no reason for my parents to go there, so they wouldn't take me there. So I couldn't go there until I turned eighteen. So the minute I turned eighteen, I went to Upland, and yeah, you know, S- Steve was the lord of the wasteland. Yeah, he's a tough guy to kind of get in with like at least back then especially he seemed like you know locals only fucking you're not going to my pool all that shit like i mean it didn't happen instantaneously but i i mean i remember when it happened because you know i had i had the good run in the combi and i was coming out and rolling up the roll in and he was rolling in and he reached out and slapped me five and i was i remember at the time being like whoa and it's probably the same day actually we were riding the pipe and not baldy but the pipe at the park and i i had a run and I cut out and uh, in the back of the pipe where there's a little lip there and uh, he reached out and was like fuck, fuck yeah man what's up my name's Steve <laughs> I was like what's your name uh, Tony yeah I'm Steve yeah I know 
the other my other buddies that I I hung out with a lot, they always had lo- loads of weed, and they skated pretty good too. You know, and they were so they were all we all just we just were just going there a lot, and we would hang out, and so we started smoking weed together. And I guess the weed is what did it. That's you know? always the bonder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the weed I lost helped. a lot of friends when I stopped smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as the years went on, you know, just backyards, you know, we started running into each other, and that was our both of our kind of our passion, and it just took off from there, you know. Right. And, and so yeah, we've been real fucking Jesus Christ. I've known the dude a long time now, right? Yeah. I mean, his son lives in my house. Jesse. Yeah. Oh shit. Jesse's. Yeah, I've had. It, that's funny when I talk about Jesse because I've never not known Jesse. How sick. I, know, I mean, because I've known him since he was born. My point is so. Yeah, when he he used to come out to New York, I think he had just had this. As a teenager, he would come out on like in the summer and stay at my place, and um, did that a couple times. And then once he graduated, he he moved to New York, and for a little bit was bouncing around some crappy little places. And then when we got this new house, we had a spare bedroom, and he moved in. So he's lived with me for fucking three years now, or something. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Fuck yeah, he skates for a welcome, right? No. No, who's he? He did. Oh. Uh, but no, he's been he's part of uh, part of the frog contingent frog. with Chris Millick. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, those kids. Yeah. Did he kind of start it with them? Yeah. Sick. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's mostly Chris's thing, but but Jesse's heavily involved. Nice. He's an incredible fucking skateboarder. All those kids are. I love watching. You know, yeah. The, you know the fun movement or whatever. I is. remember when he was a little kid because Salba used to come every year to the Skater of the Year party. So yep. he would always come to Thrasher the day before and we would talk. I've known him for a yep. long time. And he was like, dude, my son wants to go street skating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah, he, you know, early, early on he would cruise around the pools and then event, once he got to a certain age, I don't know when it clicked, but he was just like, oh, fuck you, Dad. Yeah. You know, uh, I think he's come back to he, like, he's really tight with his dad still like they have a really great family and, and uh, you know they surf together and yeah he's a great kid mm. fucking love Jabba so uh I was wondering because I'm I've been off the circuit for a little bit uh is there a screw boo of 2019 like who's doing it hard still out there <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were just talking about screw the other day oh Mazza was in the bar the other day and talking about screw Who's really doing it? Yeah. Is there somebody that like you're rooting to show up because you know they're going to go the distance with you? Man Cub. Yeah. Probably Mike Mike, yeah. Um, although he'll get bitter and disappear at some point. Um, uh, no, I mean, I mean, I'm not fuck, as much as I'm... Uh, not me. I mean, I had that wild night the other night. That was just the beginning of the night. Things really went haywire after I spiked that glass. But maybe it's me. <laughs> <laughs> It's me. Yeah. There you I'm go. looking forward to me showing up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to love oneself is the beginning of a lifelong romance. Tell the story of the uh, the old tattoo, the old Johnny Marr tattoo. Oh, yeah. I'd always said that, you know, I wanted to, you know, that's what Morrissey fucking freaks do. When you, if you run into Morrissey, you have him, you know, yeah. scratch your name on my arm with a fountain pen. This means you really love me and all that. And, and then you go get it tattooed on. So that was my plan, you know. I would anytime I went to Cat and Fiddle in Hollywood, I'd have a sharpie just in case. You know, <laughs> and all that. And what happened was this cat, Brian. He he was in this band called uh, Love Is Laughter. And they were touring, opening for Modest Mouse, and that's when Johnny Marr was playing with Modest Mouse. So this is what 
2007? I don't know. Um, oh, it was a Joel Price era. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joel Price was was Johnny Mars weed guy. <laughs> exactly. That came up when I met him. Yeah, actually, we went to Moss Mouse for free because Joel knew yeah. the singer of Moss Mouse, Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And he knew Johnny too. Yeah. Um, we talked about Joel Price. Okay. Because you know. Uh, anyway, so Modest Mouse came and played at at um, McCarran Pool right there in Williamsburg, and mm. and Brian called me up and said, "Hey, man, you know, it was like middle of the day." Come, come by, man. I, um, you can hang out with Johnny. And so I remember Susie and I, we rode our bikes over there, and they came out, and Johnny was having a cup of tea. And and we just, I mean, he was the sweetest, sweetest cat. And we talk, shot the shit for like 45 fucking minutes. Just, I think he kind of took a shine to Susie Q, too, actually. It was, yeah. he, she kind of dominated the conversation, hence Joel Price and you know oh. Joel's dog. They were talking about Joel's okay, dog. Okay, yeah. Anyway, on round and round and round. And, and the thing was, okay, before this, Brian had, had said, hey, man, if you get to meet Johnny, we, you should get, we're going to have him sign your arm and get right. a tattoo. I was like, no. But then and Brian goes, yeah, but he wrote all those songs. I'm like, oh, like, oh fucking hell, you're right. He did, <laughs> he did write all the damn songs. I mean, didn't write the lyrics or sing them, but he wrote the songs, played the fucking magic guitar and all that, and looked cool as fuck, right? So I told him, yeah, sure, fuck it, I'll do it. And so um, when Johnny was kind of like, all right, I, you know, I got to get back in here. And I said, all right, can I get an autograph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where do you want it? I stuck my arm. I was like, all right, better do it good and proper. And instead, he made it really fucking messy. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so I fucking like the next day went and got it tattooed on it. And actually, I asked the girl, uh, Michelle. Her name was Michelle. It was at Saved uh, on Hope Street. And she, uh, I said, you know, it's kind of messy. Could you tidy it up a bit? And she's like, if I change it, then it won't be Johnny Mars autograph. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Just leave it all fucked up. So, uh, yeah, I have fucking Johnny Mars autograph on my arm, and then of course, then years later, I ended up hanging out with Morrissey and like hiding it. <laughs> I was wondering, did, have you ever? Has he seen it? He has, yeah. Since he hasn't, I, for the first few times we hung out, I would always wear a long sleeve, no matter how fucking hot it was. I remember sweating. The first time I hung out with, I was sweating my balls off because I was so fucking nervous. Of course, but. Right. Um, then a few times later, there was some drunk night with, you know, with the, with his band and some other people, and and somehow tattoos came up. And Jesse, who the reason I met Moz is because of his guitar player Jesse Tobias. Um, and I don't know why I don't remember why the, the subject of tattoos came up, but Jesse leaned in and was kind of like, "Well, you know, Farmer, you got a bunch of tattoos." And I was looking at him, going, "Shut the fuck up, man!" You know, <laughs> he knew, right? Yeah, because then immediately, you know, Moz was like. Oh, let's see him. And I'm like, well, you know, it's like, I got this. I kind of like pulled my wrist, the sleeve back a little bit so you could kind of see the bird right there. I got this bird and some other bullshit up here, like some crap on my chest. Because they're all fucking Smith's tattoos. And then Jesse's like, well, you got one in your mouth, don't you? I said, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah, Morris, he was what? You know, let's, let's have a, so I had to lean in over the table and pull my lip down because it crossed my lips. On the inside of my bottom lip, it says, Sore lips, uh-huh. which is another Smith's reference, right. <clears throat> and <laughs> it was great. It was a great moment actually, because Jesse was like, "Sore lips, what the fuck is that?" And Morrissey looked right at him and said, "It's from Still Ill. You would know that if you'd ever listened to it." <laughs> and oh. It's <laughs> they play it like all, every set. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So I was ignited. I felt like that whole conversation when I was just like, yeah, fuck you, Jess. 
Uh, I mean, I, I love Justice to yeah. death, but it was a funny fucking moment where I, for, I came out on top for once. <laughs> but then what happened when he saw the Mar? No comment? No comment. I, or I, he may not have. I mean, it, does, it doesn't. It wasn't if you have a out. if you have a Morrissey tattoo, it it it's like you know he writes like a three, five year old uh-huh. Morrissey. You know, okay. Johnny's is is you know you have to ask what it is. Okay, he hasn't asked, <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine with me. Cranny just texted in and wanted to know when was the last Cranny sighting. When was the last? He's cranny asking sighting? about himself. I think he was skating down Grand Street with a big bouquet of flowers. But I remember him skating by and going, oh, he did something wrong. <laughs> um, Classic cranny. Yeah, shit. He, there's been a lot of contact. I, cont- I sent him, I found, I, I was just down in Los Angeles and I was rummaging through my storage unit, pulling out records. And, and I ended up digging into some photo albums. And, dude, I'd forgotten this, actually, man. I, and I found this photo of, of P-Stone. And I sent it to Cranny because oh, the first, you know, because Cranny, you remember, I, you were on the phone with Cranny yeah. when I was walking down the street, yeah. and, and Cranny's like, "Fuck, oh, farmers uh, walking down the street, what do I do?" Because you didn't want anybody to tell anybody. He's like, "You can tell him." Yeah. And he got, I remember he got out of the car. I, it, actually, my son Francis still talks about it to this day. Like, well, <sighs> what was wrong with that guy who was crying? That was insane. Yeah, it was fucking. And you know, he grabbed me, hugged me, That's and said, right. you know, "We lost Stone." He's yeah. like, "Hold on, farmers coming. What do I do?" <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, tell him." But yeah. uh, it was so right at the second. Right, uh, it I was mean, crazy. So that was a heavy moment. But um, but I found, dude, I found this photo, and I pulled it. it it's, <laughs> I'll show it to you here. You can look at it, dude. What? He sent it to me. Oh, that one. Oh, the, uh, with Were the, you there? Did you? Take no, that no. Photo? Bailey shot it. And okay. somehow I, I don't know how oh I ended up with the print, God. but I have a print of the other wedding. I'd completely forgotten about I forgot it. I didn't too. know I had a photo of it. Anyway. Uh, yeah. But I miss Peacestone every day, obviously. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, Becker was on here uh, and it just instantly got heavy and I wasn't yeah. ready for it. And fucking hell. Yeah. We talked about him last night and. Yeah. I was actually, you know, when I was flipping through those photo albums, I was actually kind of bummed on how few stone photos i have like, what the fuck i was going on like wait yeah. he was on this trip why isn't it, why don't i have a fucking photo that's the only thing that i have the luxury of is since it's my job all i did was document that guy yeah i have so much stuff of him like good bad everything and yeah so it's like I think for me, in some weird way, it was like he's still in Sweden. All he does is travel. He's still out there. And so it's like take that spirit and like run with it because, I don't know, I'm going to see him again someday. That's like what I'm thinking. or That's that's how I get through it, I think, or something. I don't know. It's a fucking crazy one. I did find – I found photos that Rhino shot of me the day I met Rhino. No way. The first day, and I remember, and it, I can remember that fucking day too, because I was, I'll I thought say. like, oh man, th- I think that dude might. If, oh, the, like skating a pool? Yeah, this pool, no Jack City. Right. And um, that's it. I got, so I ended up, and we traded numbers. I remember, and I remember at the time thinking like, oh man, maybe that guy works for the Mag or something, because I was still like trying to be sponsored guy, mm-hmm. you know, like trying to do it. And uh, I remember being disappointed that he was just some dickhead that worked for the festival of animation he's not a real deal yeah <laughs> and then he ends up 
fucking, yeah. you know, but he ends up fucking at Thrasher anyway. Vegas. Um, but yeah, I, I have photos the day, the day I met him. That's, that doesn't happen every day. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you remember when we met? I feel like it was through the ox. Def- yeah, definitely. And I remember you coming to that big fucking egg pool in Hillsboro with McKenny. Yeah, yeah. That was another thing. When Stone died, I couldn't remember. I don't remember the first time I met him. Yeah. And then there's other people I remember exactly fucking the circumstances of meeting him. And yours is a little. You, you're a bit vague. Because we probably crossed paths a lot in before there was an actual bonding crib ramp really probably yeah okay i mean i'm sure uh, that that had to have happened yeah you know but it doesn't stand out of like of, of as a moment who knows I, I could have it written down for all i know i i write everything down in date books oh you i do? have i have date books that go back to the 90s so like Sick. like pretty much every single time i've gone skateboarding since college uh-huh. I've, like, I've made some note of it i used to have a blog i remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it not? Is it? Is it was kind of like um, I was talking to Becker about it. It was all the memories I couldn't remember were on photos from the blackout. And oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's Toad. He was there. Yeah, the Elf. Yeah, the Canon Elf oh days. Oh my God. Dude, there was. Some I called Elf. I, I called Elf. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy. Sponsor uh, me. Yeah. No, no, no. I called. <laughs> uh, I called Toad when I was coming up. He was one of the people I, I hit up, thinking I'd maybe try and go surf, but he's down in in santa cruz no way so it was, it was good to, to call and catch up yeah weird that was another thing beck and i were talking about was like phone calls like people don't even mm-hmm. make phone calls anymore yeah you know, Becker like, gets mad at me about that for sure yeah text only because i feel like a phone call is hard to end it, it is and although i've gotten everybody's better everybody's time is so precious okay love you babe gotta go <laughs> gotta go see ya <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, uh, i stole that from cranny the, 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 love you babe what do you think about this whole podcast thing I've never, I, I don't listen to them. <laughs> what do you think about me doing one? I think it's great, man. It's, <laughs> hell, it's like even, you know, this is, why not? Fuck it. I, I, I know these, pe- I people are always asking you, or do you listen to this podcast? Do you listen to this? Yeah. Just, people are always sending me links to uh-huh. podcasts, and I'm always like, ah, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to listen to music, or, uh, or if I'm on a plane, I'm going to listen to read a book or something. I, I don't know. I don't really delve into them much but actually this is the second podcast i've ever been on oh the first one of 2019 the first one i ever did was last year just a few months ago for this cat moose can i plug his sure he um so moose moose uh, <laughs> he does a thing called ninth seed huh. and it's a basically a mashup of it's a nba heavy uh podcast about music so yeah ninth ninth seed Okay. Check it out. Ninth seed. Well, I figure the more people I have as guests, the more subscribers I might get because each guest might subscribe. Definitely. That's my thing. Do I need to subscribe? Yeah, yeah, okay. Like, on, that's part of that. You got to sign a waiver that okay. comes in saying I will subscribe. But, um, but I need some I need some guidance. I need some help. I need like uh, – do I need a, a stamp on the way out that's uh, like that, that sign-off thing like, you know, yapple dapple or whatever it is? Or is that like... I don't think that's necessary. Okay. But I, I think it, if it's going to happen, it'll happen organically. Oh. Don't force it. Yeah. Uh, Becker and I were talking about this, that maybe uh, I thought it would be neat that you could do, um, when you line up a guest such as whoever, me, whoever, yeah. the ox, then unbeknownst to them, you bring in uh, the 
their childhood uh, no, teacher? No, <laughs> if possible, but or just you know some surprise guest that has some right. either connection or well, Salva's. Is he? I was. I <laughs> Come was, on in. I, I was hoping Jake was going to walk in. Uh, <laughs> that would oh, good. and explain. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to that someday. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's best left alone. That was Ginch's. I asked Ginch for a question. He said, "Ask him why he's banned." Yeah. Well, it's. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I can get. I get it. I mean, I'm a fucking goon. So. I don't think you are. Well, I've done stupid shit. We all have. Mm-hmm. Well, um, no, it's it is a mystery, but it's at the same time, you know, it is one of my crowning achievements. I yeah. also will say that I can I can hang my hat on being. I mean, it's one thing to be banned, but to be top five, I mean, <laughs> that's that's something else. It's okay, man. But I would, you know, I know I told you like the last couple times I've come to San Francisco, I've been like, I'm coming into the office, coming in the into the oh yeah into high speed, and I'm gonna sit down. And we're gonna sort it out. Okay. Or let's go to lunch. And he's always gone. He's never here. Or you're gone. One of you guys are not here. This new phase of my life. I, I'm, I'll probably be visiting SF more often. So, really, just try and make it happen. Yeah. Right. Did you see Dode's? Uh, oh, I didn't. I, I, no, I saw Tooth doing. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see that one. Tooth and Pete Booth, of Damasic, do Joey by Concrete Bond. No way. And Tooth playing bass and singing it. I need it's that. Fucking killer. Another one of the Is sweetest. He Pete Booth and Ox should be in a band. It's the two sweetest Dude, rock and roll dudes in the world. I swear to God, Pete Booth used to call me every weekend <laughs> at 2.30 a.m. my time, which is like 5.30 his time. It's precisely 5.30. Just 5:30. wanted to check in with you and tell you I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the best, dude. Yeah. I would be like, Pete Booth, we're bros. Yeah. No, I kind of I've heard the same thing. visit him. I love all that whole Rhode Island contingent is the best, man. Wives, tooth, fucking the whole, the lot of them. Why don't you, uh, we're going to end it with you introducing Dode singing Mr. Jones and Me. You need, you need me to like yeah. ramp it up? Yeah, ramp it up. All right, all right, all right. I wish this was Dode's doing his favorite song by Oasis, Wonderwall, but it's not. What it is is... My man, uh, what is his real name? Fucking Steve, uh, da- David Stevenson? Dode Stevenson. Oh, David, right? I think, uh, who the hell is David <laughs> Stevenson? <laughs> anyway, this is my man Dodes doing Mr. Jones. La, 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 la.
So come dance the silence down through the morning. Sha-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Yes! Fucking Doge, we love you. And fuck, yes. One last thing. Um, We had an amazing... It might have been a few nights, but at least one night, we had a fucking amazing sitting at a table, none of us moved, and we just ordered beer and wrote it all out. The best American band of all time. It was me, you, Salva, and Toad. Yep. And I fucking loved that. And I I still get texts today saying, no, like, who who was Salva? Salva was not in on the, he he was for somebody else, but it came to Aerosmith. That's my that's my vote. I think Becker too, and Toad was Toad, Toad was and adamantly were no way. Yeah, they they they're not having it at all. And I can't remember who the fuck they're behind. Maybe Bad Van Brains, Halen. Maybe? Oh, Toad was Van Halen for yeah, sure, and yeah. Salva maybe was Bad Brains. Yeah, Bad Brains not isn't even in the conversation. <laughs> I mean, they're yeah, epic, epic, but but that's not what I'm, that's not the question. Yeah, they're not the American Rolling Stones. You know, like that's. I mean, it, I'll listen to Tom Petty I'll, or, or or it's probably Bruce. I don't know. I had this thing where I said if if it's not a band, if if it's Bruce or Bob Dylan or Tom Petty, like if you put your name in the band name, then you're it then, then you're disqualified. But I've softened on that that now. Well, what about Jimi Hendrix? Uh, mm, no. Oh, and damn it, there's the extended remix, because yeah. I got to touch base on this. We're in music, and uh, Francis Farmer. Yeah. Fuck, dude. I, mean, I need the story on this. She's my great aunt. Wow. So that means she's my, my grandfather's sister. My dad actually lived with her. The reason my dad's an actor is because of Francis Farmer. He was inspired by her, and he went to drama school at the University of Washington. And when he was going there, he was uh, Francis was living in West Seattle. He lived with the Francis, actually. And uh, he's got fucking wild, wild fucking stories about her. Yeah, when that song came out, man, I mean, that was that was surreal for me, you know. She's a cult figure, you know, as massive as she was, you know, she's not that well-known. She wasn't in, in big movies. Or, right. But um, she had made a huge impression on, on a lot of people. And... Uh, Obviously, on Kurt Cobain. She'll come back as fire to burn all the liars, leave a blanket of ash on the ground. Fucking great song. But that was really, when that song came out, man, I was like, holy shit, she's, this is about my family. Yeah. And if, you know, if uh, I had this whole, uh, I told you the whole Melvin's uh, meltdown story with. It was the year that song came out, actually. I was living in Houston, Texas, and the Melvins played, and I went to see the Melvins, and I went blackout, wasted, and apparently I went off to the Melvins about how my dad could have saved Kurt Cobain's life. What? <laughs> really? Because, uh, you know, this was, they're, you know, they're working their own merch booth or whatever. And, yeah. And, yeah, I actually, I, I wrote. The story is actually in print in uh, Paco's zine, in one of Paco's zines, one of his uh, level uniform zines. So my dad called me up after Kurt died and was like, who's this Kurt Cobain guy? Because he read a thing in the paper about him. Yeah. And I said, uh, well, he was in the biggest band in the fucking world, Dad. Which and now in retrospect, when I saw that that song came out, why didn't I think like, oh, I'm in. You know, <laughs> like I could right. 
but I guess they didn't have email. And it things was like Francis that. Farmer's Revenge, I think, was the name. Francis of this Farmer one. will have re- revenge well, on Seattle. Right. Uh, it's on in, u- in utero. Yeah. And, um, yeah, my dad. So apparently, my dad. Have Have you seen the movie, Francis? No. You should watch it. It's great, man. Is it like a documentary? No, no, no. It's a theatrical release. It came out in early '80s. Uh, Jessica Lange oh. is Francis Farmer, and she was nominated for an Oscar. And it's also the set where she met Sam Shepard, and they were married because of that fucking movie. But um, it's well done. I mean, you know, it's Hollywoodized to some degree, but um, yeah. but, but it's a great, it's a good, it's a good watch. Uh, there's also a book called Shadowland, which is about Francis Farmer. And the movie was based on Shadowland. The guy that wrote Shadowland was also a writer for the, I don't know, Seattle Sun-Times or whatever. And he wrote a piece at when Kurt died, and it said, number one on my list to do for the last few months has been Call Nirvana Guy. The gist of the piece that he wrote about Kurt Cobain and Nirvana, and Nirvana was uh, that he regretted that he, you know, Kurt obviously wanted to talk to this writer because he wrote this biography of Francis. Yeah, was so some an expert of some degree, and he he never got back to him. And whoa, and you know, my dad at the time, it, for years, it had been in, in Alcoholics Anonymous, and and I'm, I just remember my dad saying, "Oh, you know, if I'd known that this guy was so troubled and wanted to talk about Francis, I'd have been happy to try and help him out." Damn. And so here I am, blacked out, wasted at the Melvin's gig. <laughs> <laughs> my dad could have saved Kurt Cobain's life <laughs> dickhead me yeah um, so How yeah crazy. that was wild man and uh, but no I haven't really in, I, I've had limited um, contact with Dave Grohl and I, it's never come up uh-huh. I, I, I wonder that why have I not thought of this before because um, you know like real close family friends of mine are, are tight with him yeah, and I wonder if it if they've ever talked about it. I don't know. Yeah, but that'd be definitely interesting. I'm sure he would be. He seems like a dude that would be not too cool to sit down and talk about that. Yeah, he's he's a sweet cat. He's yeah. a funny dude. Fucking um, hell. Yep. Well, um, yeah. Thanks for coming in. Any plans for 2019? Do years matter? S- still doing it. Just keep doing it. That's the plan. All right, let's go find these uh, Felper tapes. Yes. Did you just say pussy? Did you just yell pussy? Thank you very much. Is pussy PC? What's a PC word? I'm a pussy. Call me a vagina. How dare you? You're you're labia.
Yeah. <laughs>